We are back. Warp and Move Radio. Radio TV at the Cool Groove site. We come to you on Wednesdays from 11 to 11.50. Always glad to bring with us uh, folks from around Indianapolis who are doing good. And our focus today is uh, not to be lost on anybody. When I saw on the calendar that 9-11 fell on Wednesday this year, I wanted to make sure that we had the discussion about the very thing that uh, everybody remembers about that particular day. In fact, I'm uh, wearing my shirt today that I will take with me down to IUPUI and we will uh, make that comment and make that kind of statement to everybody today that we will never forget that day. Uh, it's a very important day for all of us in history. It literally changed the world, 9-11-2001. Uh, uh, not something to be uh, missed by anyone. In fact, I remember uh, distinctly where I was that particular day. Uh, I was at Moody Bible Institute teaching there and I had just finished lifting weights. I remember that. I was in the Solheim Center, and uh, people were wheeling out televisions uh, just after I finished. And I remember uh, distinctly seeing the aftermath of the awful attacks that day. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Mr. Michael Bowler today, uh, who is in charge of Ready Indy. Uh, he is also a national leader when it comes to uh, responsiveness to disaster and uh, the importance of readying oneself for emergencies. We'll be talking with him about uh, his work in just a moment. But before we do, uh, as we always like to do, we like to uh, emphasize what brings this program to us, which is the Comenius Institute. At the Comenius Institute, we cross three bridges. The first bridge we cross is into college, which is where we are interacting with Christian college young people, helping them to think differently, think Christianly from a Christian point of view about their subjects and their studies. I have uh, appointments lined up even today uh, to talk with not just students, but also faculty. Then we have uh, this particular program, which crosses the bridge into community. Uh, we are inviting Christians from around Indianapolis who are doing good, based on Titus 3, 1, 8, and 14. Do good, do good, do good. Our focal point will always be that. And then our third bridge is into culture. And I am constantly interacting with culture, the things that are happening all around us in the world, and I'm grateful to do so. We just, uh, Josh Collingwood and I, uh, just taped 12 more Truth and Twos for this upcoming uh, couple of months. Uh, they'll be coming out. They come out every Tuesday uh, from uh, Tuesday mornings, and you can see them any place. You can go to warpandwoof.org. That's W-A-R-P-A-N-D-W-O-O-F.org. Or you can go to comminiusinstitute.org.com, uh, and you can find all of these videos online. Also subscribe at our YouTube channel. Find the Comenius Institute at the YouTube channel. You'll see all of these things up. In fact, I just started our local church, Crossroads Community, uh, teaching this last week on the Minor Prophets. For those of you who might be interested in that 40-minute teaching weekly throughout the fall, uh, you can find all of those things there. Uh, I've actually uh, just uh, connected here with uh, Michael Bowler and uh, glad to have him Glad to have him here with us today, uh, and he's going to be with us on a phone interview, so we're grateful for the time that he's going to take today to talk with us. Good morning, Michael. Yes, Michael Markackle. Hey, thanks so much. We are on air right now. Uh, we are on Warp and Woof Radio, radionext.tv at the Cool Groove site. Thanks so much for joining us today on our discussion about 9-11 and specifically uh, your work uh, with Ready Indy and the other hats that you wear. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. 
That particular day, of course, was a day that lives in infamy, that famous line from FDR, uh, just as World War II was starting for the U.S. in 1941. But certainly for those of us who lived through that day, in fact, I was just telling uh, the story of myself, what, uh, what we were engaged with that particular day. Uh, but I wanted to make sure to bring on somebody today who uh, had real, not, not just a firsthand knowledge, but was actually changed in the way that you uh, were engaged with this particular uh, process. So tell us about why 9-11 changed you in the sense that it changed you for uh, getting you ready for Ready India and other responsibilities you have. Yeah, the, uh, in my history, uh, I was in the Navy five and a half years, and I had gotten out, and I was working, I remember that, that Stories. We all know you know, the 
really a great uh, great story and a, and a great setup for uh, what we want to talk about uh, concerning not only 9-11 but also a, about the step in that you made into your present position so uh, let's tell everybody um, since you've kind of led up so nicely to that tell everybody about how uh, you got into the situation and the position that you're in now and tell everybody about that position so everybody knows what you do About 10 years, 10 years ago, uh, we had looked at different ways to participate in disasters and emergencies. So there's, there were many options, and, but we chose to become a chapter of the Christian Emergency Network. And the Christian Emergency Network was formed shortly after 9-11, the churches found out that uh, people that flooded in to the church after 9 11 mm. but quickly left the church because the church wasn't ready to assimilate that many people asking questions. Mm. So the church was not even ready. So, uh, taking a holistic approach with the prayer, chair, share model. And using incident command, which police, fire, EMS, human security, FBI, they all have presidential directive to adopt this leadership style uh, because you cannot have a committee meeting in a disaster. You have to be ready for uh, any kind of situation, and that's exactly what you and your group do. Tell everybody a little bit about uh, what it is that you do on a regular basis so that they get a sense of what it means to be ready indie. Okay. The uh, Christian Emergency Network has three sets of training. They're all self-study. Uh, the first one is Ready Christian. That is a six to eight week what I call a uh, Bible study that a small group can adopt, take on, and at the end of it, 
sounds like you're the ready part of ready indie is really crucial that that actually everybody has to prepare for this so uh, you had mentioned uh, some curricula that kind of thing uh, do you have active learning situations where uh, you take people out into a, an experiential kind of format uh, where they have to work through uh, a disaster situation yeah we have one coming up with uh, September 28 we're going to be uh, holding what's called a uh, unified command and an earthquake exercise. And what we want to attempt is to reach one or two of our ready Christians, our ready churches in 110 zip codes, and, and work on what's called uh, assessment reports or situation reports and have them funneled into uh, the EOC, the Emergency Ops Center, and uh, the Hamilton County uh, has been very uh, gracious to uh, uh, to host us out there so that we can actually see what it looks like and get some hands-on training on what, what an Emergency Ops Center um, looks like. And, and That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask about next was about the uh, issue of uh, folks around uh, town. So you're suggesting Hamilton County is on board. Do the uh, do the police and fire uh, groups around Indianapolis uh, know of your uh, existence and how have you engaged with them just on a, on a personal face-to-face -face kind of uh, way? The, uh, in, in May, um, we had gone to many of the meetings that the, the, the community need in, in, in Indianapolis, um, what we call the Blue Sky Day, 
This is, a, this is really good information, and we're really grateful for it. We're going to be taking a one-song break, uh, Michael, in just a, a moment here. And when we do, uh, we'll still be on Facebook Live chatting with you a little bit uh, until we come into the second segment. But I wanted to let you know and, and everybody else that immediately after this radio show, uh, Pastor Harrison is on from the Ten Point Coalition. We're always grateful uh, for his presence and his good work uh, in and around Indianapolis. And thankful, too, for you, Michael, for your good work with Ready Indy and the other groups uh, in and around Indianapolis and nationwide that are preparing for emergencies uh, such as 9-11. You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50. We're going to be taking a one-song break. We'll be right back. We are still on Facebook Live. Michael, thanks for being ask here. Him, can he join the conversation? Okay. If he's on Facebook, ask him, can he join the conversation? HB uh, Bell, is the producer, our producer here, is asking, can you join the conversation? Uh, we could actually put you on, the, uh, uh, on Facebook here with us if that's a possibility for you uh, to join Facebook, join the conversation that's actually going on on my page right now. And then when you do, there's a possibility of bringing you into that conversation um, that way. Oh, okay. Thank you, Facebook Live, for hanging in there with us. Thanks for everybody who's uh, giving us a shout out there, uh, listening, liking what, what we're doing here today, remembering 9-11, and also uh, for those who are interested in considering what kind of emergency preparations we all should have for family and friends as well as for our city. Uh, that's something uh, important for all of us. That's what we're discussing here today, uh, not only the history of 9-11 and what's happened since then, but the emphasis, of course, on our 
being available to get ready for those kinds of emergencies. So we're going to be, uh, we're in the middle of a one song break. We'll be coming back here in a couple of minutes uh, with Michael Bowler from Ready India. Sounds like he's on. We'll see because this picture will pop up there. Oh, okay. Should I hang up my phone? No. No, don't hang up the phone. Do not hang up the phone, yeah. We need to keep the audio. Yeah, just mute. Yeah, mute your computer. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll have reverberation coming back. Neil said thanks, Mark and uh, Michael Bowler. Yeah, Neil Cox, of course, uh, the great community connector in and around India. Maybe as many people as HP. I'm not oh, really sure. Oh, he definitely knows more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking about the great. How you been, connector. Michael Bowler? You been all right? Oh yeah. So you're going to the White House, huh? Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, said, eat, the, eat the mic, brother. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, begin this next segment by talking about uh, these upcoming trips that you have and some of the things that you're uh, engaged with here uh, with other folks. I think people would be interested to know that you're going to be in D.C. and the kind of work that you're going to be doing there. Okay. So we'll do that when we come back in. We've got about a minute left. Always appreciate those of you who hang up in there with us on Facebook Live. Thanks ever so much uh, for doing that with us. Uh, on the radio, of course, we pick up this uh, podcast uh, sound bites later on. Josh Collingwood puts this all together for us on podcasts. By the way, we've got about 165 podcasts archived. So if you want to go back and listen to anybody who's been on the show, uh, please do that. That's, that's uh, really an opportunity to uh, get an awful lot of great information uh, from around the community from a lot of really good folks doing good work in Indianapolis. And, of course, this one will be archived as well. This podcast is no different than any other. Uh, it'll be up later on today. Just, to, again, to Facebook Live, if you're interested in going to our websites, warpandwoof.org, that's W-A-R-P-A-N-D-W-O-O-F.org, or go to cominiusinstitute.org.com, find our video, all our uh, essays, everything that you can think of is there. I'm also on Instagram at Echo Mark, if you're interested in seeing some of the pictures of some of the things that I do with folks around town, uh, grateful to have those kinds of opportunities. 
coming into our commercial after the commercial break. For those of you on Facebook Live, we'll be uh, coming into the radio broadcast. And we're back, Warp and Wolf Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. Every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50. And today, one of the great leaders from Indianapolis, a Christian who is doing good here in Indianapolis, Michael Bowler from Ready India is here with us. Michael, thanks so much for your good work. And we wanted to uh, take into the second segment the opportunity to talk a little bit about the upcoming trips that you have uh, and tell folks about the kinds of things that you're doing uh, in those trips. I've been working as a, as a national operations officer for Christian Emergency Network. Um, so kind of pulling a double duty with uh, Ready Andy and then working with them with national. Um, um, Mary Marr, our leader, um, she serves at the pleasure of Army Homeland Security and she's on a subcommittee for targeted violence against houses of worship. Targeted violence against houses of worship, is that right? Correct. Okay. And the, the, so that community um, has been traveling the United States and visiting uh, houses of worship that have had incidents, whether that be after shooter or what they're calling hate crimes, different things like that. And uh, I was on a trip to uh, Mississippi and Louisiana where we did a couple of site visits. Um, and the one site visit that really affected me was the three churches that were burned in Hopkinsville. And so we did a and that particular trip, tell tell people again where that trip was and a little bit of the background of the three churches that were burned. Yes, the uh, a while back there were um, there were three African American churches that were burned and. Um, So, 
Yeah, we It's fascinating to hear you talk about these kinds of things because, you know, quite frankly, I think it's something that uh, most Christians don't think about, especially not in this country. Uh, so just to say this out loud, you know, we live in the most peaceful, prosperous nation in all of human history. And one of the things that we uh, engage on a regular basis, I think, it, without knowing it, is what we refer to as normalcy bias. We think that the way things are today are the way things are going to be tomorrow. And for those of us who have been through stuff, we know that's not necessarily the case. So the preparation ahead of time, ahead of some disaster or some great emergency, is a huge uh, process, I think, that, that a lot of us kind of bypass because we have such safe uh, lives in many respects. And I'm, I'm thinking not, not of everybody. Obviously, we have even various parts of our city that may or may not be uh, safe in that sense of things. But we do, as Americans, I think, have something that uh, everybody else would like. I mean, there's an awful lot of people trying to get into our country uh, just because uh, we've got something that they don't have. So let's talk a little bit about the necessity from a, a Christian biblical point of view of uh, actually identifying some of the principles uh, that we think are important uh, in this regard. So let me start, Michael, and then I'll let you uh, uh, join in uh, with the kinds of thinking that gets you uh, into this chair and into this, this process and into this movement. One of the things I think that's important uh, comes right out of Genesis 1 to me, and that is that we've been given the responsibility to conserve and manage that which has been given to us. That was the great commandment. We talk about the great commission in, in Matthew. Uh, we need to talk about the great commandment in Genesis 1. The great commandment, of course, means that we're supposed to take care of those things, preserve those things that have been given to us. And I, I see that in your job, Michael, as, uh, as a prominent and preeminent point of view, uh, just to give everybody a biblical base for why we do what we do. Well, absolutely. And the, uh, one, of, one, of our, one of our core principles is uh, we call it SEMP, which is 
spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical readiness. And if we're going to take care of each other, we can't be spinning around in circles because we didn't put the water in somewhere or have a little extra food for our neighbor. Um, so uh, being prepared spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically uh, takes guidance, takes practice, takes teamwork. Um, and Jesus said we choose. So we need to, we need to treat um, um, this is a very uh, serious and mature way to look at uh, what it looks like to uh, love our neighbor. Mm. And if we love our neighbor, then we should know, uh, and I'll, I'll just play with numbers here, because I don't know if these are at, how accurate it is, cause I, but in the Bahamas, we hear the number 78,000 people, right? Well, and somebody was sitting somewhere with a pen and a calculator because each person needs one gallon of water per day to survive. Mm. 70,000 gallons of water per day. Each gallon of water weighs 8.34 pounds. You know, we have to, we got to move. We know we only got seven. Uh, so they got three days, you really can't go too much further than three days without that luck. Food is federal, you know, so that's why those relief efforts, shelter, and like we learned with the cocoa flooding, and annual tornado, and gas enrichment and explosion, information is key. You can't have bad information in a bad situation. Mm. So we have to be careful where we get our information from. Is it accurate? And can we act on it timely? Let me let me pick up on this uh, this idea that's uh, this obvious idea I think for anybody who's a believer that we're supposed to love our neighbor. I think that's a crucial concern. And thanks for bringing that into the conversation. You mentioned that uh, you have this SEMP. Uh, process, which stands for spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical uh, involvement, getting people ready, yourself ready, and then, of course, uh, prepared to be uh, to reach out to neighbors uh, when that indeed happens. But you've given us something to think about. I, you know, I don't think about this kind of thing, but it, it makes me think. You know, everybody needs to hear this again. That everybody needs at least one gallon of water every day to survive. And then, you know, when you're talking about not having water for three days, you know, now we're in a dire emergency situation. Uh, most people don't think that way. Most people don't have those kinds of uh, thoughts in their mind. What could we do in a practical way? Let's talk about this for a moment. What could we do in a practical way to remind ourselves uh, that this is the kind of thing that should always be in the back of our mind, maybe not in the forefront of our mind, but at least in the back of our mind that you know, we are ready for an emergency. What practical ways can we uh, invest ourselves in to get ready for the process? Uh, one, of, one of the things is to 
least one day of the 365 days we get a year to prepare them. Getting a chip, making a plan, and staying at home. Just invest 24 hours in a one-year span. I don't think that is out of order. Um, so uh, that's one thing. Now, another way to do something I would call weekly or monthly is that we call it the blue sky event. In a blue sky event, we have um, a great organization, Hinkle Love, who's training pantries. Pantries have emergencies every so that is the practice. There are people hungry, tired, cold, wet, lonely, every day in our city. So homelessness and disaster, there is no difference between them. It's really striking that you mentioned uh, that. We've actually uh, had faith, hope, and love here on the program and very thankful for uh, what that group does around Indianapolis. But that's a really practical way to kind of put it forward to us that if there's homelessness in our city, which is true, and if there are needs uh, of people in dire situations daily, which is also true, then we should recognize the fact that these kinds of things could happen at any time. Exactly. And so, what, what really is what we're doing is we're looking at how to turn a pantry. Okay, they don't have to learn anything new to become what's called a point of distribution. Now, if something happens in Indianapolis and somebody wants to ship a pallets of goods, right? Whatever, whatever it would be, medicine, friends, whatever. You know how hard it would be to call a church and find out if we could drop pallet off at their doorstep. It is much easier to have that agreement before something happens. Mm. So the preparation, uh, what you're suggesting here is uh, there needs to be a preparation within groups of people within a city. It can't simply be from just one organization. You might be the umbrella organization, but you're investing time getting other organizations uh, involved in this as well. Oh, absolutely. That's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Something happens. Everybody's going to do something. You can't keep leaders from leaving. They're going to leave. They're going to do something. So why not spend a little time figuring out how to set up a unified command so that we're going to keep doing what they're doing, but we sure won't be uh, duplicating efforts, um, saying no when we could have said yes, and saying uh, uh, and saying yes when we know it and say no, mm. because we have team, we have resources, we have um, people that you know. Another thing that we've learned is that. If something happens, guess what? Here comes the volunteers. Here they come. They're coming. Mm. All right? I was one of them. 
I wasn't ready. We have to have leadership ready to assimilate, triage, outline, and help the volunteers get plugged in. We gotta make sure they don't get burned out. Mm. We gotta make sure they're safe. We gotta make sure all of those things. You what you're really talking about is uh, is the preparation not only of organizations but of anybody who's going to be willing to step up and step into situations that are very difficult. Yeah. And, and we sure don't need doctors, lawyers, or teachers picking up sticks <laughs> when you've got people who need those complicated table forms and SBA forms filled out, mm. and we have a in a situation where you've got a 19 percent literacy rate and especially as complicated as forms are in life and then trust uh it, you know it, there's so many things are against um you lose everything you lose your house you lose your credit cards you lose your important paperwork and you have no clothes i'm gonna tell you what that how do you get out of that without a very crafty seven-person team working with you and your family? How do you how do you pull out of that? You have to have an organized team to pull to pull everybody out of that. Michael. Yeah, this has been a fantastic uh, discussion here today, Michael. We're really grateful for what you've had to offer today, and thanks ever so much. Knowing that uh, you know you're not all feeling all that well today, but grateful that you could join us by the phone. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, I'm going to be uh, taking a few minutes here at the end of this particular show uh, to talk a little bit more about 9/11. Uh, but thanks again for joining us today, and for all of the good work that you do in and around Indianapolis. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to Michael Bowler, who is from Ready Indy, and we're grateful for the opportunity that we've had to actually chat with him today. I wanted to say a few words here uh, at the end of our broadcast, the end of our program, about uh, what we do, not only at Cominius, but what we believe uh, about living uh, in this country and, and the gratitude that we have for it. I'm reminded consistently of uh, all those folks who stand in the way of uh, what many might refer to as bad guys, but they are the ones who are wanting to rip this society in two, and we're grateful for uh, the Marine Corps, we're grateful for the Army, the Navy, uh, the Air Force, and the Coast Guard for all of the good work that they do. Uh, we never uh, take those folks for granted. We're always grateful for the service that they provide us. Uh, we often take them for granted, not thinking of them, but on a day like today, uh, much less any other day, uh, we want to say thank you to all of them. For all of the folks that are uh, standing guard, standing watch, any place around the world, thankful for uh, folks on ships, uh, thankful for those on the ground, uh, thankful for those who are running training exercises in the air through the Air Force, and for the Coast Guard who keeps the coastlines uh, safe as well. We don't take any of these things for granted. We want to make sure to say that out loud to everybody today. We're uh, reminded again of this day, uh, 18 years past since 9-11-2001. Again, uh, something that we remember on a regular basis, if not every year, certainly uh, consistently throughout our year. Uh, we remember that day specifically, the places that we were at, the engagements that we had, 
and how it changed our lives, literally changed our lives uh, after that particular day. So we want to pause and uh, give uh, a remembrance to those who died that particular day. And we also want to thank all those uh, service people who gave their lives uh, for those who uh, engaged the fight against our enemy, against the cowardly acts of folks who fly airplanes into buildings and kill innocent folks. So we're grateful for the opportunity to take a stand, to make these kinds of comments known. And at the Comenius Institute, we stand for anybody who stands for freedom. We're grateful for those who stand up to be heard, uh, their belief, their comments about all things. We're grateful for them and wanted to make sure that we closed out our program here today by making some of those kinds of comments. We're off to uh, IUPUI, looking forward to kind of connections that we're gonna be making down there. HB is uh, looking across at some of the comments that, are, that are, have come in during our particular uh, episode here today. HB, any final thoughts today? Uh, I just wanna say thank you, brother. You know, it's been uh, four years since we've been doing this and always, you know, your, your patriot uh, tism and, and what you bring to the table is, is just so important to Radio Next. As you mentioned, different people have different opinions uh, about being a patriot and, you know, to hear all sides and to know and understand all sides is so important. And, uh, like you say, that we we, uh, we have a very diverse country, but one that if we come together, we'll be okay. So yeah. I remember the uh, there was a, a political cartoon that came out uh, on 9-12 and uh, there was a, a picture of Americans uh, on 9-11 that said African-American, Hispanic-American, Euro-American, and they, we were all hyphenized. Everybody's got a hyphen after their name. But 9-12, all those disappeared. And we need to we need to get to that. In the, in the viral video, you know, it's ironic that the viral video of the two little two-year-old uh, African-American boy and a little Caucasian boy who hadn't seen each other in just a week. <laughs> yeah, <isn't laughs> you know, cute Well, man. it's cute, but it's so real because yeah. this is a learned attitude that we have. We, we have learned how to be divisive. We have learned how to uh, shun one another in our cultures and things, but uh, the pure innocence of babies and scripture said they yeah. should be led by a child. And uh, we, we need to pause sometime because I can remember after 9-11, Mark, and, and can remember how everybody was conscious and everybody was mm -hmm. alert about how we should treat one another. Yep. And it lasted almost like what we're getting ready to do with Reverend Harrison. We have these teenage murders and we'll get all upset. And then a week later, we're numb to it. And uh, mm -hmm. how do we sustain the energy and the reality that this is the only way we really make us better yep. and, and, and forget about some of the things that we don't agree about. Uh, most of those things we don't agree about are so trivial like what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of food do you eat? Uh, where do you go to play golf versus, I mean, it's so trivial that if we started thinking about it, what it takes to make us a stronger community yes. as a whole, we, we'd be okay. Yeah, we'd man. Okay. I'm so. right there with you, brother. Thankful so much for the opportunity to have been here for uh, going on a full four years. Thankful for those of you who joined us today. Thanks for the broadcast. We'll be back next week. Pastor Van Chin Community in Southport, Indianapolis, uh, is going to be here with us next week. Can't wait for that. I was just spending some time with he and some of his students from IUPUI this last week. You've been listening to Warp and Wolf Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50. Looking forward to next week. Thanks for being here with us this week. We'll see you again. Mm -hmm.